magnificent, most vicious to riches. You're ripping and turn your dream into an isolated incident. Killer with no remorse, and you'll be fortunate to witness it. Teach a course to get you endorsed for poison and penmanship. Listen, my style's unlimited. Bad mama jamming, club car carrying membership. Any scene, I'm feeling it. Part feminist, militant, part heroin, villainous. We need a TV show so you can know how real it is. The truth is, you feeling it's on the face. You conspicuous to the nines, ridiculous, admit it is so. Poetry, so precipitous, full of dope. Deliciousness, when asked to buy a ticket, you should grip it and go. Forget what you know, no PMS, sick with the flow. Kicking the dough, rip through a show, and split with the dough. Off the rip, no, I'm hip to it, bro. Seen it before. Acting shady, I'm a lady, and I'm strictly a pro. And yo, me and the Phantom, yo, we blow on the spot. Cause we're double, double. trouble, and we're bubbling high. Yeah, me and the Phoenix, yeah, we blow on the spot. Cause we're double, double. trouble, and we're bubbling high. Season assist, so you'll see to exist. I'm too patient with the most lethal and either position. If the police try to get me to flip, yo, I'll be pleading the fifth. Keep it legit, I'm a beast with the spit. Nobody's laughing at your jokes, I'm trashing what you wrote. Matter of fact, leave you gasping as I have you in the yoke. Psychopathic, I'll be clapping as I'm slashing through your throat. Straight massacre, your hope, brand ambassador, dope. You know my pedigree, flow on point and carry a melody. Rocking the mic steadily, what the hell is you telling me? Don't ever let me think that you jelling me. Better let it be heavily set. Disrespecting Phoenix is a felony. Insane. Flower, chain hang lower, your game's over, remain sober. Get rappers a hangover, membrane blower. Better rapper than this, don't they know it? Hit you with the flamethrower, escaping the Range Rover. And yo, me and Phoenix, yeah, we blowing the spot. Cause we're double, double. trouble, and we're bubbling high. Hey yo, me and the Phantom, yo, we blowing the spot. Cause we're double, double. trouble, and we're bubbling high. Yeah. going on Austin we are here this is the grapevine changing things up today with how we're doing the show because we have a guest here and I think it's apropos I believe that's the word I want to use as it is known as the 50th anniversary of hip-hop today being that official day uh, depending on who you talk to hip-hop is older than 50 years old I actually was hearing a great conversation this morning on sway in the morning talking about how nah hip-hop is older than 50 for some of the older heads like nah man back in the 70s 1970s when it came around i was there i'm like okay well you know it's debatable but the date we're going with is today 50 years ago it was the invention of hip-hop and they are in town i think it's not by any coincidence that they're having their concert tomorrow celebrating this 50 years of hip-hop we have the phantom and the phoenix they are here with us in the building I think I've been trying to get them live in the studio for a minute now. <laughs> it never really worked out, but we appreciate it. Catch y'all here. How y'all doing? We're, We're good. good. We're good. We got hip hop's power couple here in the building. <laughs> y'all been doing the thing for a minute, and it's been great seeing y'all do the thing. Thank you. Um, especially being independent and that, you know, relying on the majors to do what you do. You've been hustling and grinding for a minute, and love to see it. Thank you. And I know when y'all come to Austin, Austin always show y'all love. Always, always. always. The shows are always sold out. So I think Austin already know 
who you are and what you're doing. But we also know this city um, is growing. So there may be some new people to town. There are some new people in town, and you know what? That leads for new fans. Maybe they came from somewhere where y'all performed, and maybe not. <laughs> but we're going to talk about what your show is like and, and what's different. Because uh, as it's been 50 years of hip-hop, and hip-hop has is, is grown, I ain't going to say my age, but I'm almost as old as hip-hop, so I've seen <laughs> all the changes or a lot of the changes. I know Jay Hunt's seen all the changes because he's older than hip-hop. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's my boy. Somebody else in this room is as old as hip hop, but I'm not gonna say no names. Uh, well, I know you're not oh. saying you, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> he real quiet. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I just seen you seen the baby. You seen the baby grow yes, wrong with you. Yes. So you've seen all the changes of hip hop throughout the decades. You know, you had the golden years, what folks call the golden years, the '90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. You had the beginning. You have what it is now, but there's always been that change in style. Yes. And I think one thing about you and y'all is that you have your own lane of, of hip-hop that you're doing. Uh, and even just listening to some of your music as I was coming in, I'm like, Lenny Emanuel stole their style and used it for Hamilton, dog. That's all <laughs> that is. But let's talk about your style, because it is different than what you would right. traditionally hear in hip-hop. So. Uh, I think we've talked about it before, but you used the, the harm, harmonies, you used the orchestra with hip hop, and right. what made you want to go in that lane? So, so for me, it, it kind of started, um, you know, having music lessons as a as a child. My mom, you know, uh, put me in flute and piano as a as a child. So when I heard hip hop, because I I am a month older than hip hop so <laughs> so when i heard hip hop it, it didn't sound like other music to right. me it sound it sound like it fit so i mixed the beastie boys paul revere and beethoven's fifth symphony um because it sounded like it fit together in my head and i remember taking the tape to my best friend's house i played it for him and he popped the tape out threw it across the room and told me it would never work so at that moment, I kind of became galvanized to the idea that it that it could, um, you know. And I, I spent years in the house making uh, Paul's tapes, <laughs> you know, with with some of my I, my favorite classical um, composers mixed with some of my favorite instrumentals. And and you know, years later, it bore the Phantom and the Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah, and of course, Paul Revere by Beastie Boys is a classic beat. Matter of fact, I forget what track I was listening to from you where it was in the background because I mean this bass line is just something different of it's just when that comes on you're like yeah you feel it in your chest absolutely you feel it in your chest and then you can add like you you took that bass line and you added it was the Beethoven Beethoven's fifth fifth yeah, yeah that's what it was I was listening to as I'm thinking about it um yeah and, and so just having that different ear because you hear about hip-hop artists, different artists who, some of them have that musical background, like Flavor Flav, folks don't know he can play the piano, like he can actually play he plays about multiple, 12 instruments. multiple instruments, yeah. and he has that background training, right. but you don't see them take it with them to their music, right? They're like, I can do it, but that's just, you know, <laughs> for right. sideshow pieces. Absolutely. Why did you want to do that? Like, I, I know you you played the instruments, you played the music, you heard it, but what made you be like, you know what, yeah, this let's bring this to hip hop because this is a different sound and it can go well with it. It just, it just felt like, um, something we, we should be doing. Um, you know, and it, it, 
for me bringing that musicality into into hip hop because you know when I did it in 1987 there wasn't a blueprint for it there wasn't a hip hop orchestra there wasn't you know classical instruments um, right. although you know the Cold Crush Brothers used Piano harmony and, and, yeah. and, and stuff like that um, you know it didn't feel like it was missing to me but it felt like it's something that I needed to bring mm -hmm. you know with me in in in, in my music um, so that's that's why I I stuck with it um, and then you know adding the, the Phoenix, who brings an entirely different element, you know, she's an MC, she's a vocalist, um, right. you know, she's dope, <laughs> you know, to 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 the to the performance. Right, you know, right. we we've got so many elements going on simultaneously that it makes for what I feel is an awesome performance. Yeah, and you mentioned the the Phoenix and how you were doing this before you knew the Phoenix, and so him doing this, what was it? That made you be like, nah, this ain't it. But but it it seemed like you were like, you know what, this is kind of hot, this kind of fire. I can see what, what your vision is. A lot of folks may have been like, come on, man, Beethoven and hip hop. Nah, that ain't it. But it seems like you were like, you know what, you might be onto something. Well, you know what, actually, I think that um, growing up in the '80s, like the golden era of hip hop, mm -hmm. um, there's more musicality and instrumentation in hip hop than people really gave thought to so like the symphony is is a piano right mm -hmm. so when phantom and i hooked up it wasn't a stretch because i was already listening to um you know hip-hop music where they were using orchestral sounds in that mm -hmm. right they were using string sounds even if they were creating those string sounds on some sort of keyboard right you know they were they were using orchestral sounds people just don't recognize them as such because they don't they don't see those two things together right so when we hooked up it it made sense to me too it was it didn't seem far-fetched um i'm a huge mob deep fan right mm. i'm a huge primo fan mm. you know premiere all of those art those producers from that era um, they were using orchestral sounds, um, and it was a New York sound, so it made sense to me like immediately. There was no like ah, you know, I don't think this is gonna work. So, and we both have the same love of music, the same time frame love of music as well. We came up in the same era, so we have the same musical references, you know. So it just it just was a good marriage all the way around. <laughs> yeah. It worked out, right? It just not from the music that you're talking about marriage all the way around. I mean, <laughs> for folks who don't know, y'all are together. Y'all are a couple. So it, it just worked all the way around. And it's crazy how uh, you mentioned Primo and that New York sound. And he's from Purdue. Like, right. the most New York sound right. is not New York. Right. It's Texas. Cat from right. right down the street from Houston. Right. right? And, and so you can see how that just translates. But um how has y'all experience been as y'all got together musically and then, you know, as a couple, whether it was the other way around, however that worked, but your travels that this has brought you, this, this genre of music that when it came out 50 years ago, folks saw it as a fad. You know, Biggie says, everybody knows, you know. Never thought that hip-hop hip -hop would take it this far, far right? right? And you're traveling everywhere. It's the biggest uh, genre in the world right now is every commercial it influences everything where has this genre where has this music taken y'all well well first of all let me just start by saying everything that we do is gold period right <laughs> um so anything that we as a people as a culture put our hands on oh, yeah. excels mm -hmm. and people catch on to it and then they take it to another you know to another place but um i think for 
for Phantom and I, I mean, even when we were kids coming up, I don't know that we ever foresaw hip hop taking us on this journey. We knew that it was enrooted in us and it was something that we loved and it spoke to us. Um, but I don't know that we ever really saw it having us go to like venues like Carnegie Hall and the Kennedy Center and um, you know, bringing the musicians from all over the country and, and just um, you know, growing this sound, growing this love uh, for, for the culture and finding ways to continue to build the culture and put people onto hip hop music who weren't checking for hip hop music, right? Because again, there's still a lot of people that don't even see it as a valid genre of music even though it's used to sell skittles like it's literally used <laughs> right. for everything right. it's global um but people still don't see it as music in some aspects so for us um a big part of that journey and what has been you know really important to us is being able to expose people to our music and adding this element to it and so they can see how these two things really do fit together. They're not at complete different ends of the spectrum. They actually fit together pretty perfectly. Even in my, my wildest dreams, you know, I, I envisioned myself fronting the Boston Pops and the Philadelphia Orchestra. What we've actually done has been so much more, more than that. You yeah. know, I, I didn't envision being able to put 40 black and brown musicians on stage for a Juneteenth concert, right? Like that that never happened in my wildest dreams, dragging my own ensemble to, to Carnegie Hall and in, in the Kennedy Center and, and, and having having a partner and my wife be there every step of the way. Like I, I never imagined that. Um, so the, the music and our contribution to it has taken us places that, that you know, we definitely have not imagine but we are grateful for our for our part in it and we're grateful for the progenitors right like you know there's this there's a lot of conversation around about people not really wanting to look backwards as it pertains to hip-hop right um you know there's there's a a sentiment that oh that's 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 old people music or that's you know that's of the past and y'all too stuck on the past. Right. Let's be clear. If there wasn't a Cold Crush, if there wasn't a Sylvia, if there weren't you know people doing it, a Melly Mel, they would not be where they are now. They would not have the access right. and um, you know exposure to be able to do their kind of music, their kind of way. Yeah. So Phantom and I are not here in this place in 2023 without being exposed to the beginning. Right. I mean, the beginning of music, as you talk Beethoven and others, not right. just yeah. Cold Crush, as, as is his style, or y'all style, is right. having the orchestra around. So let's talk about, we're going to talk about what you're doing here in Austin and your show tomorrow. We haven't forgotten about that part, but <laughs> uh, we can't just mention that you played in Car Carnegie Hall and in Kennedy Center and just kind of gloss over that <laughs> and keep moving, right? So what is that like being a hip-hop duo, hip-hop music, being in those spaces? Because those are not spaces that you normally go to see a hip-hop show. Right. Now, I think y'all might have been the first hip-hop show at one of them, if I remember so right. So we were the third at the Carnegie third. Hall. Okay. Um, you know, Jay-Z and Wyclef being the other two. Um, not bad company to be. Not bad company to be in at all. Uh, for, for us, um, that part of the journey really is about not only putting black and brown people on stage, but inviting black and brown people into the audience in spaces where they may not have felt welcome. I think that's the most rewarding part for us, you know, looking out into the, the audience and, and having them reflect who we are and them looking up on stage and having, you know, the, the ensemble reflect themselves. I think for us, that's that's been a great part of this journey. Um, you know, sometimes you you see these these types of concerts where someone is is fronted, you know, by by an orchestra, 
and no, nobody in the orchestra looks like them. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the audience looks like them. They're just a person on stage, you know, having their music revered, but you know, you, you want to have that connection, that visceral connection with the audience. And I, I think that's been a great part of this journey, especially, you know, for, for us. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, one of the other really poignant parts for us is people um, being able to come into those spaces and be unapologetically themselves, right? right? Because we get all the time, how should I come dressed? You know, they, they, they're not accustomed to being sure. into those spaces because in the traditional classical spaces, they're not, people are not checking for them and they're not being marketed to. Right. They're not being invited into those spaces. So when they do come, um, they're like, well, how do I dress? Sure. Is it, is it okay to dance? Is it a, we're like, yo, this is a house party in a concert, in a concert hall. Right. You come as you are. You want to come in a, in a tux, you come in a tux. You want to come in your J's, you come in your J's. Like, this is a show for everybody. Um, and that's one of the really important parts, too, is just people being able to be unapologetically themselves um, and just enjoy you know, the art and, and the people who are delivering it and walk out feeling something, feeling some kind of inspired, some kind of, I felt something tonight, right? Like, that's important to us. Right, and I think that's a beautiful thing because when you think of Carnegie, you think of Kennedy, you think Tuxedo. Like, right. Right. I'm going to need to dress up if, if I'm going here, but it's like, but well, it's also a hip-hop show, though. Right, right. And, <laughs> I mean, you can be in a tux and do hip-hop, but it, right. it's... You don't feel right. I'm not gonna lie to you. When you're right. dressed up and you're trying to do the thing, it, it, it's <laughs> it's a different feeling when you're when you're suited and booted. So yes. I I think that's the other part of it is that you're in these concert hall, but y'all make it. You have that connection with the audience, which Absolutely. normally, if you've seen an orchestra of any sort, there is no connection with the None. the audience. Like the, right. the maestro, his back is to you doing the thing, and mm-hmm. the, the musicians are doing the thing, but they're not worried about what you're doing. They're not right. looking at you. They're focused on what they're doing. And one thing about Josh show is you have that interaction with the crowd because it is a house party. Yes. It is a hip hop show. Yes. And you can't, you know, that's part of a hip hop show is having that connection. Yes. Uh, and so it is definitely a, a different feeling of being in these orchestra halls. And it's like, okay, it feels different, looks different, <laughs> sounds different because even the, the room is set up, the building is set up to have a different sound. Yes. But there's that familiarity to it too. Once y'all start, it's like, yeah, I know this. Right. Yeah. This is something I I know. This yeah. is I'm comfortable. I'm enjoying right. this, right? Because you even have a D, is your DJ here with y'all or he'll be here tonight. Beautiful. So yeah, you have that element to it as well. When you have the DJ, you have the band. You know a hip hop thing when you see a hip hop thing. Yes. Yeah, and the and the other really great part about what you just said is, um, you have all of that, and there's no less um, musicianship, right? right. So. The people who are on the stage, because you know we also can't do this without talking about the musicians who are are doing this work, right? Like Jeff and I are not actually playing instruments at this point. We've done that in the past, but that's not our role now. Right. Um, There's so many elements that enhance what it is that we do, but they're no less gifted, talented, conservatory trained than you going into a Carnegie Hall with the conductor to, with his back to you, right. right? You're still getting the same level of um, gift, talent um, as you would in those spaces. It's just it's a different vibe. Right. <laughs> and hopefully it brings them back to those spaces. Yes. The yes. That's, the, that's the hope. That's yeah, the hope. Absolutely. And I think you mentioned having other black and brown bodies in there performing with y'all. Because one thing that you do, whether you have some that you bring, or what y'all did here for Austin, is that you went and you looked for 
musicians that are here in Austin because it's also maybe giving them a chance to perform in a space where they maybe never thought they would actually get to right. or didn't know the avenue to get there is that you're using local talent, black and brown bodies to be in these spaces where folks can hear them uh, and, and it may not even be a crowd again that normally would have heard the music that they play that may pique an interest in this brown person, this black person that's playing right. this instrument that you don't think about. Yeah. Such a, a full circle moment that, that happened for us not too long ago um, when we did the Kennedy Center uh, for New Year's Eve in 2017, uh, a mother brought her, her son um, and found us in, in the lobby. Uh, the, the, the son was 10 years old at the time and she said, you know, my son needed to see this. He plays the cello and j half jokingly, you know, we were like, you keep at it and you can play with us someday. Um, fast forward six years later. You know, the, the son is 16 years old. He's the lead cellist in his school, um, you know, uh, ensemble. And we invited him to perform with us at um, Wolf Trap, Wolf Trap in, uh, in Virginia on Juneteenth. So he was part of a 40-piece black and brown um, ensemble. And, you know, those, those are the type, types of stories that, that really make all of this worth it. Yeah, sure. absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's amazing, yo. And yeah, it's just important to people see themselves reflected in, in you know, what they do. Right. Um, and that's the other part of the wanting the, wanting people to feel included. Right. Um, because that kid that plays an instrument doesn't really know if this is something that they, they can do and pursue on a long-term basis. And sometimes being able to come to the show is like, okay, I see somebody up there who looks like me. Right. And in no way, shape, or form are we looking to exclude anybody. But we are very intentional about, um, about who we front. Sure. Right? Because we understand that there is a level of importance to what that representation may mean to to some to some person sure. to some individual. We talk about that representation all the time. Of you, you don't believe you can do it until you see somebody right. that looks like you that's doing it, or maybe you are the first one and you right. say, "I'm going to do it anyway." Right. But having that, seeing that person beforehand, like you know what, it's possible right. because I can see myself in that person that's right there that I'm idolizing, and it's even a way of you're making those instruments cool, right? Yeah. Like I know. We, there was the hip-hop violinist a few years back, and you talk about playing these instruments in a hip-hop ensemble, basically. You're making the cello cool. Right. Where some <laughs> folks may say, yeah, it's already it's been cool. Yeah, we can debate that. Right. But you're making it cool to see a, a part of a hip-hop ensemble, that a hip-hop show, a hip-hop act, a hip-hop group, a hip-hop entertainment is that right. I can be on stage playing my cello jamming, and I can be seen in a different light. Right. Mm -hmm. and, Absolutely. I mean, you could, that may be inspiration for that kid or somebody else who may be like, man, I don't want to keep doing this. Right. I don't want to keep doing this. Right. You know, I'm not, I'd rather go do something else where folks can see me and now you can see it. There's a chance you can be on there and having that shine. Right. Absolutely. Has this taken you international? I feel like y'all played in Australia too. Am I wrong? Japan. Japan. Yeah, Japan. Um, that was, that was quite an experience. And that, that, that experience um, really brings you to the notion that music is universal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I played with a 10-piece Japanese orchestra and only the cellist spoke English. Oh, wow. Um, but the communication through music was so on point that it felt like we had been performing together for like 10 years. And they had seen the music, you know, um, maybe a few weeks before I arrived. So, you know, it's just really music is universal and something like that really drives it 
drives it home. Um, and over in Japan, like they love hip hop. To them, when I went over there, it's, it's like nineteen eighty. You know, right. yeah, <laughs> it's the golden age. Like they have such a love for it, and and now a love for for reggae as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, music is universal, man. I want to hear more about that, and we still want to get to your show. Uh, we have not <laughs> forgotten about your show tomorrow that we are going to talk about. It is the Grapevine. Okay, so let's go back to Japan. And, or if you got a question you want to ask them, you can call in too. I, I may let you talk to them. <laughs> but no, you talked about how music, one person spoke English. Right. How did that work? Like, how does that work to have this ensemble and it's you and I guess you're one translator, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but even to get the invitation to go to Japan, how did that come about? Um, so through Apple Music, um, I was working for, for Apple at the time, um, and they invited me to a few uh, like studio performances that they, they had, uh, and they asked me, you know, where would I want to go any place in the world? I was like, Japan, <laughs> you know, send me, send me to Japan, um, and that, that's how it worked out. Like we were, we were dropping a single at the time, and you know, I reached out through uh, another radio station that I was sending music to over there, and I was like, "Hey, you know, we're we're coming over here. Do you know any musicians?" Um, and he put me in touch with the the cellist, and from there, you know, we we kind of built the ensemble. Um, and you know, for to really get that to work, it was you know me talking to him, him talking to the rest of the musicians. And we would go through music cues. All right, well, this starts on four. This starts on eight. I need you guys to do this here. I need you guys to do that there. And, you know, by the time that we, we had gotten through halfway through practice, like it was it was working like clockwork, man. And it was it was really a beautiful thing to watch. And then, you know, the performance. And when you look out in the audience and you, you see people who you know don't speak English, mouthing the words to your music, you know, it's really, it's really it's a, a crazy, a crazy feeling. Mm. Um, but you know, it was, it was an awesome experience. Absolutely. Nice. Turn it back on. Nice. Now, um, yeah, let's talk about the Long Center tomorrow. Yes. This is not your first rodeo here in Austin. It's probably harder than you remember mm. the last time, because <laughs> it's harder than I remember, and that was just from yesterday, right? Um, before you you've been at UT yes. performing at UT, right. uh, and so now you're in a bigger venue because I think y'all oh, I know y'all outgrew the venue right. at, at UT. I think folks love it when you come out here. So what brought you back to Austin to say you know what it's time to come back and show Austin some love at the Long Center? So so first of all we were bamboos. When we usually come here it's March and September. <laughs> um, no no one told us about a hundred thousand mm. degrees. In August, <laughs> um, but no, I mean the the we've been trying to to like you said we we kind of outgrew the Bates Recital Hall. We sold that out I think the last six times mm -hmm. we were here. Um, so we were searching for a, a larger venue, and I I managed to get in contact with with the Long Center. We we talked for a while about us performing there, and, and finally we just we just set a date and and really went for it. And for us, like I'm like Austin is like our second musical home mm. um we love performing here love it so much um you know this this is a really really truly awesome moment for us and, and maybe you know hopefully not not the last but you know to 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 get into a a, a venue this size you know we're really looking forward to it now i know you guys um had the ut orchestra play with you guys normally when you come down here you normally invite them to play um are you doing the same this time around or you, i know you had some auditions while you 
you came down and auditioned a few people. What, what is what, what's that outlook going to be like this time around? So do we have do we have UT this time? We might have one or two. Okay. Um, uh, from the auditions that Phantom held a few weeks back, um, we actually invited quite a few Texas natives to come play. Okay. Um, so it's going to be some of our regulars that usually travel with us, um, our DJ, of course, right. um, and then some local, you know, Austinites who play with us every time we come. Like right. we've built up a little. Um, you know, like a group of folks that that rock with us all the time, oh, yeah. um, and we have some new folks that are from the area as well. Mm. So, it's that's another thing that like we always try to do is incorporate people from the area mm. um, when we travel to some place because it's just uh, it's just a different level of authenticity, and um, you can't come to somebody's city and not incorporate them. Incorporate yeah. them. Yeah. You know? Now, speaking of that, are you? When you when you go to these cities, are you are you planning these things out? Like, okay, I know this particular college or city has an orchestra. You know, it might be easy enough to, you know, try to invite them to come play. I mean, what, what is that that process? Yeah, that's that's actually um, an idea that the Phoenix brought to the table, um, and it's worked extremely well. You know, when whenever we go to a city, like we source the area first. You know, Cincinnati, it's the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, or you know, in Philadelphia, it's it's Temple, Drexel, mm. LaSalle. You know, um, Houston you know, was like Texas Southern, and right? Rice University right. and things of that nature, and we 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 try to get you know musicians who like ourselves grew up listening to both hip hop and classical music. So mm. it's not a it's not a shock to their system to be able to, to be able to play some of the rhythms that mm. are that are in hip hop because some of the rhythms, you know, from classical music and in, in, in hip hop vary and you know considerably. But when you mesh the two together and you're used to meshing the two together, you know, it really, really makes for a great marriage. So us incorporating, you know, younger musicians has really, really served our performance as well. If you can imagine when we first started we were dragging <laughs> musicians from the Philadelphia Orchestra mm -hmm. out, you know, to clubs and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and that got pretty old for them pretty quickly. Right, right. But, you know, since then it's it's really been us focusing on on younger musicians and it's it's really been fantastic now i know you mentioned your dj he'll be here later this evening yes. okay yes. so yeah, how, do, how did form with them jay is that what you're doing <laughs> i mean if he, you know if, it's, if he doesn't get here you know i have to jump on there we'll have to, we got the we got you the turntables in the trunk we got too, the so. tables in the car <laughs> already <laughs> um so uh, how did that relationship go i mean yeah bringing in a DJ uh, I know he's going to be you know I, I've seen the show so I know what's going <laughs> on but explain it to uh, uh, the audience that's listening how does the DJ uh, how do you incorporate the DJ into the, the the orchestra I mean how does that happen so the DJ is like um, like first element of hip hop mm. right so the foundation, the foundation. if you don't have a DJ you don't have the rest mm. you don't have the MC you don't have the b-boy you don't have any of that right. so um Again, even though this is a classical and hip-hop mix, we are um, functioning off of the, the foundation of hip-hop and its elements. So you can't do that without the DJ. He is their drum. We don't even perform with the drummer mm. for that reason, mm. right? So they take their cues from him, um, and he's, a, he's an old friend of ours. He's yes. been performing with us now for like 12 or 13 years. Right. Um, again, somebody who just, they connected 
same love of music, mm. same love of hip hop music, um, and it was like a perfect, you know, sort of like marriage and, and unity. But and he married you though. I know, I know. Wasn't marrying the DJ. No, <laughs> no. They went to Japan together. That's another story. But they didn't take you to Japan. Wait, hold up. She she actually went to Japan before me and performed with somebody else. Mm. We're not gonna have, we're not gonna I ain't trying to bring that up again. Yikes. We want to go. We want to go. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Tina who wanted tickets. Let's do that one. This All right. Transition away from that. Um, mm, trying to keep her home happy. Shout out to Tina who won the pair of tickets. Awesome. Congratulations, is Tina. Will yes. call or is it email to her? Uh, I think there may be email to her. I'm not. I, I just know I'm supposed to email to them. I got her information for okay, you. Okay, good. So. Um, good. Shout out to her. All right. So real quick. Um, so. B-Boys, you mentioned that as well. Yes. So tell us, t- you know what, just tell us what's going to go down tomorrow. We can't tell you so everything. We can't give away all the secrets, but <laughs> right. we, we, especially for the, the 50th anniversary, like we want to bring as many elements to, to the stage as, as humanly possible. And we talked about, you know, um, uh, sometimes when people do you know the live hip-hop thing or, or you know it's it's sometimes without a dj sometimes without mcs mm. sometimes you know without without b-boys or, or anything like that we try to incorporate every element of hip-hop as humanly possible mm. and there will be some some shocking moments you know tomorrow some shocking. hip-hop classics that we're going to pull out that we've that we've never even performed nice. before you know trying to pay homage to you know some of some of the greats um, but we're really, really looking forward to to this performance, and really, really looking forward to honoring 50 years of of hip hop from from Cool Herc's house house party to a house party in a concert hall. You know, speaking of uh, old school hip hop mm-hmm. artist, mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not sure if she's still in Colleen or not. Shaw Rock is Shaw Rock still in Colleen? I know uh, her daughter was staying. I don't know. Um, First female MC. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I don't think she is because I think she's been. Um, when Cool J's station. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so she's, she's probably at, on tour for Rock the Bells. She was right at now. Rock the Bells mm-hmm. last week. We okay. were at Rock the Bells in yeah, New York, she and she show. performs. Yeah. Okay. A, a morning show. Uh, her and, um, is it Shan? What was the show with? I can't remember who the show with, but yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I bring that up D, because maybe? I know she, she was staying in clean at one point. So Right, um, I think she's back in New York now. Cause okay. At least I'm assuming. Oh, man, that would have been awesome for y'all. Shout out to all the female MCs. Mm. Yes, indeed. Come on. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's the documentary on uh, Netflix. Yes. yes. Is it yes. coming yes. out this weekend? Ladies First is Ladies out. First. It's out. It's, it's out. out, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. ladies are definitely, because uh, I know they had a tribute for them at the Rock the Bells concert as yes. well. It was and, off the hook. Mm. It was so good. It was so good. Latifah killed it. It was, <laughs> it was Next crazy. level. Next level, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you love to see it because it's very important for the ladies to be a part of the conversation yeah, when you talk about 50 years of hip-hop because you y'all played a big part you know in, in, in hip-hop so you they were there in the beginning you can't have that conversation <laughs> without them right like, like you can't ignore them you can't exclude them it's a and it shouldn't be a separate conversation it shouldn't right. be all inclusive all this right. is this is hip-hop this isn't the ladies of hip-hop they are but right. it's hip-hop right, right. Um, um, just real quick. Uh, speaking of being recognized, has has anybody else like wanted to collab with y'all as, as far as you know recognizing y'all? Like, I mean, this is totally like Jay Z reach out and be like, man, I like to work with you guys because y'all are doing something. We, we both perform at what Carnegie, you know, right? Go ahead and, right. And, and so we we've had conversations. Um, nothing has come to fr- fruition as of yet, but mm-hmm. we've definitely had had conversations. Um, you know, and we're we've even tossed around the idea of just just doing a a 
Elharmonic presents. Mm. You know, where we're featuring, you know, um, uh, golden age artists, and where we're throwing the entire concert just to just to make it, make sure everything is is mm. the way we feel it should be done. Uh, I like uh, that golden age artists. Absolutely, not old school. The golden age. Golden age. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'd love to see y'all with Buster. Mm. Now, I think that would be amazing. Awesome. I think Buster with y'all would be. I don't know. It'll be nice. <laughs> it'll be it'll be something different, right? For sure. Um, but this whole thing is something different. But I think mm-hmm. it, it would just go so well to have have Buster on there with y'all. Yeah, or even if y'all perform with the Roots, just put that Philly mm, for sure. tie. You got yeah. a band already there, and add a couple more instruments, and for sure, it'll be one different kind of show. <laughs> Indeed. So last time I'll mention Philly though, because <laughs> somebody feels some kind of way. Yes, <laughs> I too am. many Philly people in the room. I think it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we, we allow it. I knew what I was getting set up for when when Jay hit me up and I said, "Yeah, man, we got to see him because I haven't seen y'all in, in it's been a while, a minute." We had a whole pandemic. Mm. Right? Yeah, we right. haven't seen you yeah. since before that. Yeah. So it's been a minute. I think it was like a year or two before the pandemic. Yeah. 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 Like 2018, maybe? Something mm. like that. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if, if, you, if you haven't been to one of their shows, you, you definitely need to check them out. Uh, it is a different experience, but it is a fun uh, experience. Family friendly? Family friendly? Absolutely. Right? 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So bring the kids. Hip hop is family. <laughs> well, you know, normally, sometimes. Can't promise you there won't be any curse words, but it is definitely. We'll tag us for the babies. <laughs> we will stop something. Well, yeah, I mean, just y'all tripping. You know, I know y'all. I see y'all working on a documentary because one of the questions before I saw that was something I was going to ask you, which right. is where this music has taken you internationally and even around the state. Right. Have y'all been documenting this, and is it going to be? Mm-hmm this history told of y'all trip and your place in hip hop hmm. yeah so we're we've been uh we've been collecting footage i want to say for at least the last seven or, or eight years of our performances and interviews and stuff like that and we were approached um by two uh individuals from philly uh, um, you know who who wanted to put together a documentary Will on Smith? Us and, and i oh, think no. it's uh i think it's i think it's um, about time for our, our story to be to be told like like you know, mm. like we've been alluding to there's been a lot of people out there who've tried this <laughs> right um, but I, I think it's I think it's important for us to to tell our story and our journey in our words um, before someone else tries to <laughs> right. mm. and we do this for every show right like so that's the one thing when people ask us what sets us apart from you know any other big name artist that's being backed by an orchestra the difference is, and no shade, we do this for every show. Mm. We have always done this for every show. So, um, you know, we live, sleep, eat, breathe. <laughs> right. Now, were y'all, were, the, were y'all the first to do it with an orchestra? If somebody was doing it before 1987, I didn't know. Mm. Um, you know, when I, when I sat down and mixed the Beastie Boys, Paul Revere, I didn't even realize what I had created. I just know it sounded together in my head. So if, if somebody was doing it before me, I, I don't know them. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, the stage performance part of it, you know, probably there's someone in line that's like <laughs> in the same time frame of actually being able to put that on stage. Because it takes, it took years mm-hmm. to be able to bring, you know, that original vision of, you know, what he created sitting on his living room floor mm-hmm. in 87 to like a stage. Yeah. Right. Um, but in terms of that concept, 
he was the person that was like, oh, these go together. Right. Like, legit go together. I think even if it was a stage performance, it's, it's been one-off for somebody. Right. right. More than likely. Right. I think even when J.O. what have you was over at Carnegie, I think they had a orchestra, but it right. was a, a one-off of I'm doing it this one time here in this venue. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Where This is uh, every show for y'all, like y'all are saying. This right. is this is what y'all do. And there may have been others who went off it just to try something. The, the first time I saw it on, on TV was Coolio, mm-hmm. um, Gangsta mm-hmm. Paradise. Mm-hmm. He did right. it. Yeah. For the, for the he Grammys. Did it, he, did it, he did it for the Grammys. Right. Um, but I had already had demo tapes. <laughs> by the, you got receipts. By, the, by then. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, let me, let me take you back to 87. Mm-hmm. Because every time I hear you say mix, I'm actually thinking you were actually a DJ with vinyl. Spinning it, doing it. Wait, I mean, so it was it was a it was a living room console with a turntable, um, and I would pause tape. So I would I would <laughs> I, you know I, I would uh, first lay down the track for the Beastie Boys, popped in a, a, a cassette on the on the second um, tape deck, and would scratch in um, you know uh, the uh, Paul Rev- uh, not Paul Revere, um, but Beethoven's Fifth. Mm. Um, you know so. Uh, I was doing that. I would love to like see that thir- Like 13. Yeah, he got some um, classical music folks getting, getting upset. With you. You, you did know. what now? You scratched what? Scratched Beethoven. You over here you messing know. up the Beethoven record? It was a combination of, of record collections from my brother and my, my father. Oh, who um, beat you? <laughs> I know somebody beat you for scratching their record. No, actually, actually, um, uh, the Beethoven's Fifth was my brother's. Um, we used to b-boy in the, in the, um, the living room. Uh, walking out to John Williams Imperial uh, March Imperial March <laughs> from, from Star Wars. Wars that was the beginning of our b-boy routine <laughs> so yes you know, so, yes wow, <laughs> we started that around 85, 86 so we you know we it was it was there you know the elements were there man yeah, I don't think we have Imperial March <laughs> um, pull it up on YouTube okay. yeah Jay you will have to come show me how to do you know <laughs> yeah I, fig- I probably could figure it out yeah. Give me a minute. Yeah. We'll see if we give him the two. He got a camera in here. We'll see if we give him the two. Freestyle. <laughs> do, some, do some B-Boy <laughs> break dance into the Imperial March up here in, in, in the studio. Right. Um, Might be breaking, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we need you with a show tomorrow, right. which is at 730 at the Long Center. Yes. Uh, tomorrow here in Austin. They're going to be putting on a great show. Again, you don't want to miss it. And because y'all even interact with the crowd, you know, Absolutely. afterwards. And I think that's like yeah. even the best part of just that interaction with the artists because a lot of times you go to your shows the show happens and I'm out right and but y'all stay around to connect and you know hey maybe there is somebody here who was in the orchestra in the band in the high school and and like that 10 year old that you saw that's now 16 they can see something in themselves Mm. of whoever you having on stage or even just what you're doing with influencing uh mcs that's taking a different route of natural traditional hip-hop or female MCs who also can sing uh, and see themselves in you as well uh, where just seeing that inspiration of you can do more than just what you want to do and the travels and the places it can take you is stuff again like you said you never imagined you never dreamed of going to places you've been but also just the inspiration the way you inspired folks coming up behind you and saying I want to do that or I want to get better in this instrument because I saw y'all rocking on stage. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. we want to we want to be able to inspire the way we were inspired. Mm. You know, so the the female um the MC singing thing was already done, right? Like mm. Latifa was doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Lauren was doing that. Missy. You know, so it's it's 
I'm definitely not the first, but there are only a handful that had the ability to just like run all the gamuts, like just do all the things, right? And so the way we were inspired by hip hop, we want to be able to inspire in some small way um, with what we do. And if folks want to see more information about y'all, see where you're going, what's the best way, or even if they want to book you, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? You can do all that through www.thephantomhiphop.com. So T-H-E-E-P-H-A-N-T-O-M hiphop.com. Yeah, what, what's what, the, the extra E? What's, oh, what's Tom, Phantom, the, Tom. man. You know, um, <laughs> the Phantom part came from, um, you know, Phantom of the Opera. Right, right, um, right. And I, I see a lot of similarities. But D is just, I'm, I'm him. I'm that dude. I'm fan. So before there was him, that dude, there was. So you saying you started that too? <laughs> I'm not saying I started that. I don't but. know. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> but I'm that dude. You're that dude. Isn't he so modest? Yeah. He's I'm, very humble. I'm that dude. <laughs> the extra E was from that. Exactly. And Phoenix, where's your name? Ah. Uh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, you know you're, the you're modesty is rubbed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the the that mythical bird just continues to rise from the ashes, mm. reinvent themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's me all day. Uh, so just multi-layered, multifaceted. Um, so and a fiery chick. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, and this even took y'all to the White House. We we uh, we were invited to one of Obama's last his last holiday parties. That's when you know you know him. You just Obama, <laughs> you know that president, that no Obama. That's oh, my boy, dog. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Well, we have a, actually have a um, a really close friend. She's from Philly originally. <laughs> um, you know, she started out in the independent hip hop community mm-hmm. in, as, a, as a writer in, as a writer for like a, a you know. A, a hip-hop publication right. um, and did big things and went on to work, work for the, the Obama House, administration yeah. um, and she was like their official event planner for yeah. like for the whole duration of her time there nice. um, and went on to do huge community-based things and she, she's written books and she's just she's a, she's an awesome she's awesome, awesome person. You, you shout out say, to Disha Dyer. Yeah, say her name. Disha Dyer. Disha Dyer. <laughs> Let yeah. folks know. Um, and she she was so you know um, very kind to invite us to. <laughs> wow. the, and it was their last it, you know of the administration, so it was even more important because we right. knew that that was going to be the end of an era. Um, and we got to see. We didn't get to meet them in person, but we got to see them. And just to be in a room she, with she, those two, yeah, mm, she'll get you there. Very special. <laughs> she, she, very very she, special. She got their phone number. She, <laughs> she actually off. does. Oh, like, I know. Like you can't yeah. be the event. Nah, right, she's no, like yeah. she's their homie for right. Real. Like yeah, she can she can she can set it up. She wants you. Come on, get on it. <laughs> now, part of the show, as we wrap this up, one thing we always do on the grapevine, the last part is black excellence. We talk about black excellence. I could joke about Montgomery and call that black excellence, <laughs> but we won't. For for black excellence for today, I, I wanted to make it y'all. Because oh, uh, I see the love and support y'all show each other on, on Facebook. If y'all haven't followed them on social media, you, you should. Um, but just the way that y'all support each other uh, and, and your career and the music, 
outside of the music and just how y'all work together and just seeing what y'all have done uh it's it's been a beautiful thing and just seeing the work you've done for the community with the inspiration awesome. uh as you've had your different companies support you i think amazon just did a thing for y'all yes. was it like a f- couple weeks ago yes absolutely wrote a, wrote a story on us mm. yeah and you had apple fly to japan i'm gonna stop bringing up japan <laughs> you know, whatever uh but uh yeah i just want to make y'all the black excellence for this week just because of what y'all have done 50 years of hip-hop y'all Thank are you. part of hip-hop uh, the hip, the story I feel like can't be told of hip hop without including the Phantom and the Phoenix and the wow. Harmonic. Thank you. It is, really it's that. laying in there. So, um, any final words you want to leave the community um, for for this show? Y'all still want to be here because of course you're performing tomorrow at seven thirty. Yes. But is there any final words you want to leave them before we walk up out of here? I mean, for me, I, like I said, we we enjoy Austin so much. Um, you probably catch us at a Torchy's Taco sometime <laughs> later, to, later today. <laughs> we love Torchy's. Um, but no, you know, Austin is, is like our, our second musical home, uh, and we just enjoy being here and performing here so much. Um, and we thank Austinites for their support over the years, and we greatly appreciate no, it. No, we thank y'all. Yeah, and I think... Um for anybody out there who is trying to figure out their lane and if they can mm-hmm. do something maybe they're you know uh on the fence about whether they should try something different a step outside of the box and from a musical standpoint or from any standpoint at all dream big don't let anybody tell you no mm-hmm. um that's my my message for today and we definitely want to thank um KZI for always showing us love and for bringing us up and uh, you know you guys are really really awesome thank you for for always showing us love and support we appreciate y'all definitely appreciate y'all for coming out y'all it's been wonderful go to the website y'all stay blessed we are out of here peace